And then I met a lady and she was a part of this really phenomenal group of single moms that are all over the world. And these mothers, they enlightened me and just, I was so in awe that they were teachers, principals, and they were living all over the world with their children and they were traveling. And I was just like, I can do this. I can really, really do this. Welcome to the Tilt Parenting Podcast, a podcast featuring interviews and conversations aimed at inspiring, informing, and supporting parents raising differently wired kids. I'm your host, Debbie Reber, and today my guest is Brandy Stevens, a single mom from Texas who's raising a 13-year-old girl with Asperger's. In the coming months, I'll be bringing more episodes featuring real parents in the trenches because I think it's important to hear how other parents whose children are wired differently in a variety of ways are carving out their own path. I wanted to talk to Brandy both because I wanted to share the story of a single mom as I know we have many single moms here in the Tilt community and I know the responsibilities and day-to-day experience is different than it is for those of us who are living with a partner. But I also wanted to bring Brandy on because she herself took a huge leap of faith last year when she moved abroad to Kuwait to be a teacher and provide a different experience for her and her daughter. I found our conversation super inspiring and Brandy's optimistic outlook is infectious. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Before I get to the episode, a quick little PSA. Did you know that some of our production costs for the podcast are being offset by generous donations of listeners like you? That's right, we're now able to outsource our final post-production costs, which is fantastic and greatly appreciated as producing a weekly podcast is more than a little time-consuming. My goal is to eventually have all the post-production tasks outsourced, so if you like what we're doing here and you'd like to help us reach that goal, please consider making a monthly donation. It's fast, it's easy, and pain-free, and for as little as $2 a month, you can help us. To support us, visit patreon.com slash tilt parenting. And now I'll get on with the show. Hey, Brandy, welcome to the podcast. Hi, how are you? I am good. And I'm happy to be welcoming you on to the show. We corresponded via email a long time ago now, kind of soon after I launched tilt, I think. And I know you've had many adventures since that first email back and forth. So would you mind just so listeners can kind of understand who you are and your perspective, tell us a little bit about yourself and your daughter and what's happening in your world. All right. Um, Well, my name is Brandy Stevens and um, I'm a single mom and I've been a single mom for 13 years and I have a 13 year old daughter named Brianna and she has Asperger's. But a little bit about myself, we actually moved back to the United States here recently from living abroad in the Middle East, um, Kuwait to be exact, and I was a school teacher. It was an awesome adventure for the both of us. Um, My daughter was able to learn Arabic really, really fluently. She speaks it like fluently. I don't. Wow. (laughs) I think that's one of the unique things about autistic children that once it's something that they specifically want to do and they just hone into that that one thing and they just go for it. And she any little thing that she specifically likes, she just goes for it. Mm -hmm. And 
this was one of the things that she specifically wanted to learn because she couldn't understand our cab drivers and she couldn't understand anyone else. So she wanted to learn Arabic and she's, she's fluent in it and I'm not. So this time we're planning to go back and I'm actually going back as an administrator. And this time I'm hoping that it would be, I'm going to give it my all to learn Arabic. But prior to us going abroad, I was living here and it was just so many different issues that I had as a single mother. And I think the the biggest issue was the insecurity within myself because I thought that I did something wrong. And first, my daughter was misdiagnosed. They said that she had ADHD and later to find out that that's not what it was. It was me doing research and just different things um, that are patterns that I saw within her and I knew that it was not ADHD. And, mm-hmm. and then she was even given medicine that did not work with her. It just turned her into this different being that I didn't want to be around because she wasn't her own unique, funny self. So took her off of that medicine. And um, she's now her lovable self. And we have our, our ups and downs, but it goes with being a parent of a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in that space. My child's going to be 13 in two months, and I am noticing a lot of changes lately. <laughs> <laughs> well, the change I wasn't expected for, but it's okay. We do we talk often. And I think that's one of the the biggest things that I would definitely tell any parent of a child, whether they have special needs or not, especially when they become this age where they're going through, their bodies are going through changes and they're feeling certain type of ways about themselves. And then I had to remember I was once 13 and I felt that same way that she felt so I could relate to her. So we talk all the time and it probably drives her insane (laughs) sometimes. Like, why is she talking to me about this again? But I just want her to feel comfortable so she can come to me and talk to me about whatever. And then we also started doing therapy and therapy helped us. And it became a problem for a lot of people that I knew, especially within my community, because we're African-American. And unfortunately, within, you know, the African-American community, they don't like going to get therapy from doctors. And I knew something was wrong with my my child and I needed to have that other missing piece to kind of help us congeal everything together so I could know how to approach her and talk to her. And, you know, I could have a good space and I could understand how to connect with my daughter on a different level. Mm -hmm. And then it was also an issue because a lot of times people didn't understand, well, she doesn't have autism or that's not what it is. She's just misbehaving or they wanted to call it other things. But I just felt like I needed to do this for me and her. And um, it was very, very tough. It was a tough journey because when she started having issues at school, she was in elementary school. As a matter of fact, it started, I think, when she was in the second grade and I was still an undergrad. So I was struggling in school. She was struggling in school and I was just trying to get a bachelor's degree at that time. And it was really, really tough. And I had no support from my family, no one that could understand 
the the different difficulties that I was going through as a parent of a child that was just differently wired, whose thought process was totally different from other children. Does that mean that she's an oddball or anything? No, it just means that she looks at the world and just these unique, amazing eyes than other kids. And mm-hmm. that makes her unique to me. So we got through the hard part, elementary school and So that brings us here. And now she's in the seventh grade and we're going to be going back to the Middle East and she's going to be going back to school. We had so many issues her first year in middle school when she was in the sixth grade. But now we're going to try it again and see how it goes for eighth grade. So she did actually a lot better overseas opposed to here in America because the children picked on her a lot here in America. Hmm. Well, I have so many questions for you. I am not even sure where to start. Uh, One of the (laughs) things I wanted to just acknowledge is, you know, we did an episode on the fact that autism presents differently in girls. And it sounds like that is something that you had to contend with as well, that there just seems to be such a lack of understanding about what autism looks like. And that's, really tricky when you, you know, you as a parent, you followed your instinct and you knew something wasn't right. You knew the ADHD wasn't a connection. How did you eventually get the assessment that you needed? It was really, really tough. I mean, everyone kept telling me that she's just got ADHD. And then I even had teachers, uh, not teachers, but I had a doctor tell me that's not what it is. She, she doesn't have anything. She's just being rebellious. Mm. And I'm like, how are you telling me this? And her grades are not, you know, her grades are not anywhere near where they should be. And it's not that she doesn't know the content. It's just something else is going on. And so finally, I just went to this last place and I said, this is it. This is it after this. <laughs> and they said, you, you know, you're right. And they they linked us up with a really, really good therapist that has been phenomenal in helping me and my daughter because she, when I told her, because I explained to her that she had ADHD because I don't like keeping her out of the dark on anything Mm -hmm. because we live in an age where technology is just everywhere and she's extremely into the computers and Google so she can pick her cell phone up and Google whatever it is that she thinks that she has questions to because that's just what they do. Mm -hmm. So I just told her. And so it it made her feel a certain kind of way when I told her that. And then for me to turn back around and say, well, you know what? Guess what? You don't have ADHD. (laughs) Now you have this. And so she's just like, what? And so it kind of, it shattered her a little bit. And so then we got on the internet and I started showing her these amazing people mm-hmm. that also were autistic mm-hmm. and that they were brilliant. And when she saw that, it made her, it was like her eyes, I could see in her eyes that she was just a, a lot more confident mm-hmm. opposed to how she felt before because she felt sort of like, now I'm going to have to go to these special classes and I'm going to be labeled. Mm. No, you're not. You're beautifully made how God intended you to be. So, and that's perfectly fine. So it was it was a difficult journey. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's tricky to navigate. And especially when you have people saying she's just rebellious, which just makes me cringe, you know, when 
these kids get labeled as just oppositional or non-compliant. So I'm really happy that you got the the information you needed. And, and I just I, I also want to just circle back, like, it sounds like your daughter has has related now and realized what a superpower she has. And the fact that she was able to learn Arabic in a year is pretty incredible to me. And that's certainly part of how she's wired, right, to be able to do something like that. It was amazing because, I mean, she would sit in her room and just study the alphabet and she would listen to the, I mean, it was, I've never seen anything like that before. I mean, I speak Spanish fluently and I know French, but it was over a period of time. It was not me learning like that. No, I mean, we've been in the Netherlands coming up on four years and I'm still really struggling with Dutch. And well, Asher, he's okay, but he does not have that drive at all. It's not an area of interest for him at all. So um, maybe he should... (laughs) Maybe you should have a conversation with your daughter, but uh, that's really cool. Now, I wanted to just ask you, you talked about not having support from your community and from your family. Is that part of what spurred your move to move abroad? Tell me what went into that decision. This year, I've been working on becoming more attuned to my body, and so I'm starting to really recognize how periodic spikes in anxiety or disruptions to my routines can seriously throw my whole system off. And as I've been traveling a ton this past month, which is both disruptive and somewhat stressful, I'm especially glad that I have the extra support of Symbiotic Plus, a three-in-one supplement from Ritual with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Symbiotic Plus provides fuel to the cells that make up the gut lining to support a healthy gut barrier. And it comes in this very cool minty delayed release capsule, which was specifically designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract for delivery to the colon. The bonus is that the capsules don't need to be refrigerated, so I can easily bring them with me in my carry-on. On a personal level, I love that Ritual is committed to sustainability. They're a female-founded B Corp, meaning they are holding themselves accountable long-term to not only think about their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for limited time at ritual.com tilt. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com tilt for 25% off. If you listen to this show, you probably know that at least one in five children is differently wired. But did you know that approximately one in two women will experience hair thinning? If you're part of that 50%, you are absolutely not alone. But because hair thinning for women isn't something people openly talk about, going through it can feel lonely and frustrating. So why not do something about it with Nutrafol? Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth isn't going to cut it. Nutrafol has multiple formulas tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow throughout different stages, postpartum, menopause, even for different lifestyles like a plant-based diet. To get your personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes, you can take a simple hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com. And because there's no prescription required, you can quickly get set up online with free shipping and automated deliveries, which make it so much easier to stick with your new hair care routine. See results in three to six months. 
Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code TILT. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code TILT. That's Nutrafol.com promo code TILT. Um, so when I was in undergrad and I completely finished and I got my bachelor's degree, I felt so accomplished. And, and that is a huge accomplishment. My daughter saw me graduate and that was what I wanted her to see so mm. that I did it. You can do it, too. So I was looking for work and um, I was actually supposed to go go to law school. But when my daughter had got diagnosed with autism, that's when I just said, this is not the the direction that I want to go because I want to be in a career where I can have available ready resources to me where I can be able to help her. And the only career that I knew that I could do that was to become an educator. So I was looking for jobs online and I saw a job online for a teacher in South Korea. And I was like, no, this will never work. And I'm like, I can't do this. And like, God, that would be so amazing. I'm like, my daughter would learn to speak another language. And I'm like, this is so awesome. And I applied and they actually offered me the job. Wow. And they knew that I was a single mom. They offered me the job. And I just was like, I chickened out and I never, I never, never (laughs) stepped forth with the idea of it again. And then a few years later, my friend did it. She moved to Abu Dhabi and I was just like, oh my God, you know, I should do it. And then I said, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm too scared. And then I met a lady and she was a part of this really phenomenal group of single moms that are all over the world. And these mothers, they enlightened me and just, I was so in awe that They were teachers, principals, and they were living all over the world with their children and they were traveling. And I was just like, I can do this. I can really, really do this. And so I applied and and I just went for it and I left. The lack of support from my family, it played a little bit of a role, a part of into us leaving. But those problems with them were still there. Mm -hmm. So I had to address that before I left because those same issues that I felt within myself in regards to not having that support were going to follow me when I left the country. So those issues had to be resolved in order for me to, you know, me and my daughter to be um, living anywhere, whether we stayed in Texas or in another or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't really the huge issue. It was just I was inspired by other other women who were living abroad and traveling with their children. And that's what made me decide to just do that big leap. Wow. Yeah, it is a huge leap. And I just hats off to you. I you you used the word chickened out when you were talking about the opportunity in South Korea. And then when this came up, you said you were too scared. And I just want to acknowledge the amount of bravery that it took for you to do what you did. I mean, when we first moved here, I remember meeting with a therapist who specializes in working with expat kids. And I was having a conversation with her. And I said, where are my people? Like, where are my where are the expats who have differently wired kids? She's like, they don't actually 
they tend not to move. Like they're too afraid to, to take the leap because they're afraid of not having the infrastructure or, you know, just the unknowns. Right. And so I, I moved to, you know, to a European country that probably is a lot more similar to our culture in the US than I would imagine it, things are in Kuwait, although I have no idea. You, you'd have to tell me. But as a single mom taking that leap with your child, just I think it's fantastic. And it sounds like it has paid off. It's definitely different in Kuwait than it is in America. It's <laughs> yeah, it's nothing like America. Um, the educational system, most of the schooling there is based on a British curriculum. That's one of the biggest things. And then everything from the food and the attire, there's no specific dress code that the women have to wear or we women have right there. But other than that, it's just like culturally wise, it's different. Mm -hmm. So it's not like America. So it was definitely a different situation for us. But I thought when I got there, I was just so scared. I'm like, I made the biggest mistake <laughs> in my life. Yeah. My daughter is going to hate it. She's not going to want to do this. But she actually did research on her own. So she was more excited about the move than I was. I was excited, but I think she became more excited because she wanted to learn another language. Mm. And then she be she taught herself how to write words in Arabic before we had even got, had even left America. Wow. And it just became more and more her being more comfortable with it. And when we got there, she she loved it. She just was so excited. So it was it's different. And I told her it's okay to be different. If you just because you're different or something is different doesn't mean that you don't like it. Try to see if you can find out a little bit about that thing or that situation and then make your analysis based on that if you want to go forward and continue to go with it. And she did. And she loves it. That's fantastic. <laughs> so she's looking forward to going back then. She's really excited. She's not looking forward to the 16 hour plane ride. But yeah, <laughs> that's rough. That is rough. So I wanted to just ask you, as a single parent, everything kind of falls onto you, especially if you're not getting the support from your community or family that that some other families might have. One of the things that I am a huge advocate for is self-care and just being kind of relentlessly selfish about that as much as you can be. And I'm wondering, have you found ways to weave self-care into your life? Like, how do you basically take care of yourself emotionally, physically? Well, that has just recently um, been something that I've been implementing. It was a lot of reading that I had to do in order to realize, okay, you don't have a, a husband, you don't have that good support system that you need. So you really have to have time for you. And then I was reading a lot of people saying you have to take care of yourself because if you are not taking care of yourself, who's going to be there to take care of that little girl if something happens to you? Mm -hmm. So I started incorporating an hour and a half to sometimes two hours a day of reading. I just read and meditate. And I do a lot of meditating in the morning time. Um, while she's still asleep, I'll meditate for about 30 to 45 minutes. And then I usually go walking. And sometimes, unfortunately, the walking entails both of us <laughs> instead of just me by myself, but it's okay. 
So the best self-care that I do for myself is in the morning, meditating and then reading. Mm. It just, I feel totally different. You get the day started and you look at the world different and then I'm ready to go. I don't care if I don't accomplish anything else off that list, but meditating and reading, those are the two things that I I absolutely do in the morning that I have to do. Mm. Yeah, I love the idea of meditation. And I've flirted with it a few times, but I just have not been able to make that a routine. I've started doing yoga a few months ago. And that's something that I've also incorporated too, because it just, I feel better. I just really feel better after I do that. But I I don't go to classes. I do a DVD. I have a DVD that I do here. I'm a YouTube yoga girl for sure. Yes. (laughs) I don't know. I was like, I don't have time to go to a yoga studio and do the whole setup. And you know, but I can squeeze out 15 minutes of my pajamas with YouTube. (laughs) That works for me. I wanted to just circle back if you, you know, and it's totally up to you if you're comfortable talking about this. And if you're not, then just say so. That's totally fine. You mentioned that you really wanted to address the lack of support among your family before you left because, you know, as you said, and it's so true, those problems are not going away, even if you're not here. Mm -hmm. Have you been able to come to a better place with that and gotten the support that you need? Actually, um, no. But because I'm reading a book now on forgiveness and I had to really, really look back at certain things in my life that situations that happened and I had to realize, okay, maybe I was the reason why these things, because I'm a strong advocate for the law of attraction and think and, and believe that it's not a coincidence that things just happen. So maybe I brought those things into existence by my subconscious or, you know, way of thinking. And so I forgave myself for certain things. And then I had to just basically let it go. Because sometimes when people are stuck in their ways, Mm -hmm. they're not going to be moved. Mm -hmm. And I just had to realize that. And once I relinquished all of that, then it made me into a a happier space that I was in. Mm -hmm. And you just move on and move forward. Yeah. Because at this point, I don't have time to worry about what others think or what their idea or perception of parenting should look like for me, because this is the routine and the best setup that I've been doing that what works best for me and my daughter. So I just follow my own bliss. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yes. And you're absolutely right. That's something I think we all, to some degree, have to come to that place of just knowing that we can't control what other people think. And, and, but it can be so especially hard if it's family members who are, you know, judging or just not getting it. We did an episode about this actually on what to do when friends and family don't get it. And it's really tricky because they're family. Like you have, you know, you're in relationship with them in some way, you're connected. But yeah, I mean, coming to a place of peace with that. And also, it sounds like you sound so certain in your knowing of who you are as a mom, who your daughter is, what her gifts are, and how you want to parent. So moving through with that certainty and confidence, I'm sure you can come to a place of peace. Right. Yeah, I'm curious to know what your, you know, biggest, I don't know if it's baggage or personal triggers, but what have been for you the trickiest situations that you've been in with your daughter? And then would you mind sharing with us how you 
how you've addressed them or how you've kind of learned how to deal with them? The trickiest one so far, I think that we've been really kind of honing in on and talking about often is her insecurities and her feelings and her emotions and the way that her being influenced by other people because she's just so she's the sweetest little girl. And sometimes I think people can take advantage of people when they know how sweet and kind and nice a person is. Mm -hmm. And so with her, she doesn't look at people like they're evil, bad, whatever. She looks at everyone like they have all this, this good instilled in them until they do something innately wrong to her. And then it becomes, it remains in her heart. Like she says, she has a a memory like an elephant. That's what she tells me. My memory is like an elephant. I never forget anything. So she remembers things, you know, when someone does something really bad to her. So one of the things that we've just been talking about lately is, you know, her feelings. How do you feel about this? This is what you do to react to that. We had an instance where a friend, well, she thought was a friend, was being kind of mean to her. But then when she had something that she wanted, then she became nice to her. And the same went with a family member that was treating her like that. And I had to explain to her, you know, that's not okay for people to do you like that. And if anyone at any given time treats you like that, you know, you feel comfortable to walk away from that. But don't allow people to treat you any way that you wouldn't want to be treated. If they make you feel bad, you know, for whatever reason. And I think this one particular family member, I think it mainly has to do with jealousy because my daughter has been able to travel outside of the country and this particular person hasn't. And so I just told her, you don't feel bad because you're in a situation where your mother is able to give you those things, you know, because you're blessed. That other person we don't know what their situation is and that doesn't make you better than them. And that doesn't make you less of a person because you're collecting passport stamps and whatever their mother wants that child's life to be, that doesn't make either one of you better or less than anything. Mm -hmm. You're the same. So we've been having lots and lots of talks about that. Mm. (laughs) And I think the talks have worked and listening to her and how she feels. And then we also color We color too. We color a lot. We do puzzles. Whenever I feel like she's getting ready to have a meltdown, we go get coloring books and we just color. I'm on the road this month and oh man, am I missing my sweet kitties, Haskell and Lua. They've been a part of our family for more than two years and I'm so grateful they're keeping Darren such good company while I'm away. If you're getting a new pet soon, you're probably already thinking about everything you'll need to buy. Food, toys, a cozy bed, doggy bags or litter boxes. Something you may not be thinking about, though, is pet insurance. That's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they may need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are, because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim, and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. 
To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. So in our house these days, Darren and I have been working together to uplevel our nutrition and healthy lifestyle habits. Maybe it's our age, our changing bodies, my shifting hormones, whatever the reason, I'm here for it. And that's why I'm loving Green Chef, a meal company that makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Green Chef offers gut-friendly recipes each week and is committed to providing a holistic approach to nutrition by offering meals that contribute to the overall well-being of your entire body. Darren and I are particularly big fans of their nutrient-dense, science-backed gut and brain health recipes, developed in partnership with registered dietitians that improve digestion, reduce bloat, and also boost energy and immunity. This week's favorites, turkey, black bean, and sweet potato chili, and the Baja chicken bowls with mango salsa. I mean, don't those sound delicious? But if that's not your thing, you can choose from a variety of customized meals to suit your lifestyles with preferences like keto, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, gluten-free, and protein-packed. Whatever you choose, you'll get farm-fresh ingredients, organic whole fruits and veggies, and premium proteins, along with chef-crafted, nutritionist-approved recipes delivered straight to your door. Go to greenchef.com slash 60tilt and use code 60tilt to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's 60% off plus 20% off your next two months when you use the code 60TILT at greenchef.com slash 60TILT. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. And now there's so many great coloring books available. Like coloring is back in vogue. Yes. (laughs) That's really great. What a fun thing to do together. Yes. And I've gotten them at like, I don't know if they have them. overseas, but I've stocked up on them here and they have them at the dollar store. They may have them at thrift stores or whatever type of market, but they're inspirational coloring books. Mm -hmm. So they have positive affirmations. So while she's coloring, while she sees these words, she's taking it in too. And then I'll ask her different things. Okay. So how do you feel about this? If it says you're, you're amazing or you're awesome, or it was another one that says that you can move mountains. That's what one of them I remember said. And I said, do you think that you can move a mountain? And, you know, and we, she explained and we both talked about that. So mm. coloring is one of the things that kind of helps both of us, too. And that's also a part of my self-care plan is coloring by myself sometimes. <laughs> I love that. I, You know, I think you talk about something that is a really good point that a lot of differently wired kids, but I think especially kids who are autistic or are highly sensitive kids, they can be especially vulnerable to not really understanding necessarily social cues or, you know, when you described the way your daughter is in terms of giving everyone the benefit of the doubt and assuming people Mm -hmm. are kind, you know, my son is the exact same way. But if you prove him otherwise, you are off the list like forever. But it's it is it's tricky. And I think That's such an important lesson, especially for girls, that self-advocacy and learning how to, you know, what is and isn't okay and how to speak up for yourself and just kind of learning how to navigate those tricky situations. So it's so good to hear that you're 
able to have those conversations. And I love that you've created kind of a ritual around how to build those skills through the coloring. My thing with Asher is we do jigsaw puzzles and we listen to podcasts often about politics or world events, but it always sparks just fantastic philosophical conversations. And those are some of my favorite times with him. Then my daughter would fit in comfortably with you guys because she... (laughs) I don't know. She just finds the weirdest things that like she wants to to be interested in. So many years ago, I worked at the science museum here in Texas and my daughter used to come with me to work. They allowed this. She would come with me to work and she they had these lectures where these well-known scholarly people were teaching these lectures and she would be the only child sitting in these lectures and she just thought it was interesting. (laughs) Anyone else? I mean, the parent, I would see parents buy tickets for their children to come to these lectures and they would be having fits and tantrums. And (laughs) I don't want to go to these lectures. This is so boring, but she didn't do that. She just, she'd take her ticket and she'd go sit in there and she was interested. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she likes talking about politics Mm -hmm. too. It's pretty cool to have uh, a child who's interested. I mean, I said to Darren, my husband, well, now you're off the hook. You don't have to have these, you don't have to listen to me have these lengthy, you know, diatribes about this or that, because Asher is more than happy to go there with me. (laughs) That's awesome. So listen, I want to check in with you just on one last thing before we say goodbye. And I'm, I'm really curious kind of about you personally, like, One of the things I'm so interested in is how we as parents go through our own personal transformation in coming to a place of acceptance or understanding who our kid is and just embracing who they are. And I just love hearing the way you talk about your daughter. And it's clear that you have such a close relationship with her. And you've obviously made big decisions, taken big leaps in support of who she is. And I'm just wondering for you personally, you know, what is your kind of personal transformation been like? How has being your daughter's mother transformed you? It's transformed me in in so many ways, but I guess would would probably be my like Oprah aha moment <laughs> um, was when I finished with undergrad and I realized that, you know, she was actually going to school with me too. <laughs> I mean she knew so much for her age. And, and then I realized that I've given her an opportunity, even though we were struggling horribly, we were struggling horribly. I was on government assistance. I was doing horribly. And I'm like, I don't have a lot of money, but I'm giving my daughter something that most people can't give their children. And she's able to see me you know, at this state and that I'm actually trying. And so I guess it was after I had graduated. It was when I realized that this is it. You know, I I did this and I made this wonderful <laughs> little human being and she's just awesome. So and there were so many more other moments, but I that was the biggest one was after I had graduated with my bachelor's degree. And I think ever since then, it's just been about her. Mm. (laughs) No one else, just her. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for just sharing your story. I'm so interested in just hearing how other people navigate this 
path, this unmarked path, which I always <laughs> say, you know, that all of us raising these unique kids, there's no, it's, it, there's no one way that it's going to look. There's no guidebook. There's no, you know, map. So I think this is just so insightful and hopefully inspirational for other people listening to hear about your journey. So thank you for sharing with us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Tilt Parenting Podcast. For the show notes for this episode, including the resources Brandy and I talked about, visit tiltparenting.com slash session 64. If you haven't yet tried our free virtual differently wired seven day challenge, I strongly encourage you to sign up. The challenge features short daily videos and a private Facebook group, all centered around helping parents be intentional and purposeful in parenting their atypical kids. The challenge is free and it's ongoing. If you want to join us, just sign up at tiltparenting.com slash seven day. And lastly, if you like what you heard on today's episode and you haven't already done so, please consider subscribing to our podcast on iTunes or leaving a review. Both things help our podcast get more visibility. Thanks again for listening. For more information on Tilt Parenting, visit www.tiltparenting.com. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.